You don't know how desperate you are to get laid until you are full on getting a concussion in the back of your Ford Focus while trying to ride a man. Yeah, it's rough out here. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is Boy Talk. Boy Talk. This is Boy Talk. Welcome back, bitches. I'm so excited for another episode of the podcast. Hi, how are you? How are we doing? How is life? I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you're doing good. It has been a little sunshiny finally this week. It has been nonstop rain here in New York City. I don't know if you saw with the flooding and all that. It like has just been pouring down and I have been so deprived of sunshine. So thank goodness it is sunny again and I am feeling all good and excited and I am so ready to be here so ready to get back into it and i always 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 look forward to this oh, i just love y'all i can't wait to keep moving and grooving with you i just want to say thank you so much for all the support on the podcast things are going amazing we are back in the charts we are doing fantastic y'all are leaving reviews y'all are being so kind and sweet i'm getting amazing dms so many listener questions Seriously, y'all, like, I am so excited to continue to share with you. And these questions, you guys are getting into it with these questions. So I can't thank you enough for the support and all that good stuff. As far as some other podcast updates, we are still in the top 1% of podcast, y'all. Top 1%. I'm so proud of us. Like, look at us go. We are out here doing it together as a family, a squad, a unit, whatever you want to call us. We are here together and we are getting shit done. And I love that for us. Um, it's back to weekly episodes, so I'm not missing. I'm not doing it. I promise you we are coming every week with a new episode. I will not go disappearing on you guys again. I did it too many times, and I'm so glad that I have a routine down that is making sense and working. So thank you guys for bearing with me while I was figuring it all out. As far as TikTok goes, (laughs) that is not as exciting and fun. So TikTok literally suspended me, and I had to go 48 hours without being able to post. And I have been seeing all of these amazing creators losing their accounts, right? So TikTok is not playing games. Like, I don't know why they decided just to start cutting some of these, like, really popular creators. Like, people who have millions of followers who are doing similar content to me. Like, it's just been, like, a war zone out there. So TikTok has been a little rough for me. I I definitely have noticed with my analytics, I posted three videos. And Monday nights normally do really well for me. And they didn't go anywhere. They flopped. And yeah, I had to water them down because like, obviously TikTok is coming after my throat and I'm really not trying to get banned. (laughs) I'm really trying to not get banned on that site. Um, And yeah, they just, they have changed their community guidelines. It is so strict y'all. So more to come on there, but please support me on there. If you started with me on TikTok, like if you haven't got to my TikTok yet, like please go, please comment, please share. Um, and I'm going to figure out what we're going to do because I'm going to have to change the content up. I'm going to have to find new ways to get this message out to y'all. And, you know, that was the point of making this podcast, but it's getting serious now. Like I really have never been this close to being banned before, like a suspension wild. I've never been suspended on any fucking site before. They suspended me because I posted a video that they took down. I submitted a appeal to them and was like, hey, I don't think this was against your community guidelines. 
and then I deleted it, right? Because I was like, fuck it. Like, they didn't get back to me after 48 hours. I was like, I'm just going to delete the video, whatever, great. It doesn't affect the appeal. Well, the appeal came back and they reinstated my content because they agreed it wasn't against the community guidelines. But at that point, I deleted it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just re-upload the video then because when you post on TikTok, you get a video saved to your like phone. So like every time I post a TikTok, I have that TikTok saved to my phone. So I was like, cool, I'll just re-upload the video while, you know, saying kumbaya, great, amazing. Wrong. They flagged it immediately, took it down, and that's when they suspended me. Because I had had a couple other warnings at that point. That was like my final straw. And I literally appealed it, and they declined the appeal. How freaking shady. Like, don't even tell me that that wasn't fucking shady. Like, come on, TikTok. You told me the video was fine. I repost it. Then you suspend me. And then you tell me, actually, no, we changed our mind again. It's wild. And I'm telling you, they they really just got to get their shit together. So until then, I'm going to be probably changing up that content. So please don't hate me. Please support it. Um, it's probably gonna be a lot more PG on TikTok itself. But I still love posting on that platform. It's where it all started. My OnlyFans, y'all. <laughs> I'm in the top 3.6% of creators on OnlyFans now because of y'all. Wild. Absolutely wild. Um, if you're not subscribed, if you're interested in that content for me, go check it out. I highly recommend. You know, I'm a little biased of myself, of course, but I think I'm doing an amazing job. Um, I have lots of happy, happy friends on there now. So if you would like to join me there, feel free to it. You don't have to, of course, because I know it's not for everyone, but it's fine. It does help. It is paying the bills because I'm not making money on this podcast <laughs> I'm still not making money on this podcast, y'all. So, you know, OnlyFans is paying for me to create this podcast at this point, And I wish I was joking. I wish I was. All right, y'all. <laughs> Speaking of me not having money and having to have an OF to fund the podcast, I have to do my shameless plug as always. Please, please, please like the episode, download the episode, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, post it on social media, tag me. Whenever you post and tag me, I do share. I'll shout you out. I have followers on there, so like it's kind of like getting some free clout for funsies, but also like it helps me that you guys are engaging with me on socials about the podcast. You know, I can scream about how amazing the podcast is till I'm blue in my face, but having you guys showing other people that you're enjoying the podcast, that you you listen to it weekly, that is powerful. So the more you guys share, the more people can find us, and I just love how we have grown this podcast together. So thank you so much, and I'm sorry for always having the bank. I'm so sorry. So a backseat rider. I thought this was pretty funny of me. Like, I gave myself a little chuckle, if you will, when I thought of the title this week. So, I always wanted to talk more about car sex with you all. And it was one of my most popular content pillars on TikTok before they got super harsh. So, like, November, December, January of 2020, 2021, I had a bunch of videos go viral about car sex. Um, so I figured it only made sense, right? But like, what is a backseat rider? <laughs> how does that fit into this episode? So you know how like there's backseat drivers? So like people who like are in the backseat and like they're hitting that imaginary brake or like they're telling you you're going too fast or too slow or they're getting road rage for you. Like, well, a backseat rider, someone who rides it in the backseat. Get it? Car sex. <laughs> no.
not funny yeah i didn't think so either sorry i'm lame um <laughs> but yeah no so we're gonna talk about car sex it's gonna be all about getting plowed in the car and i have so much exciting stuff to tell you so let's just start with the basics as always let's just get into the nitty-gritty so car sex what is it um it is having sex in a car i know i'm so smart <laughs> i'm literally i just i don't want to flex my nyu degree i don't have it yet i'm earning one but <laughs> you know car sex is when you have sex in a car <laughs> No, let's let's actually discuss what car sex is, right? So there are different types of car sex, just like there's different types of everything. So really, I look at it as two categories. Um, you have roadhead, which normally refers to giving someone a blowjob while they're driving. And that's very dangerous. So like the roadhead category of car sex, right? I, I am not going to to support but i'm also not going to condone or judge because this is a judge-free zone like we don't judge like besties don't judge besties sisters don't judge sisters like we are all living our lives the way we need to right but there is the roadhead side so like having sex while someone is operating the car so that could be full-blown like actually having sex sex like penetration or it could just be simply head or it could just be jerking someone off while they are operating and then you have car sex when the car is parked which is obviously way safer. Um, and that's where I say green light. Like, yes, yes, car sex, amazing. Parked cars, preferred. Because driving distracted is dangerous. It's risky. It's, you know, it's an unnecessary hazard. But like I said, you live your life the way you need to, girl. I'm not here. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge at all. But to me, I feel like that's a great way to, to like distinguish the types of car sex because obviously there's different levels of sexual encounters. Like there is, you know, like hand jobs versus blow jobs versus penetration and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But like when you look at a car, what makes a difference is, is like you're inside of a vehicle of some sort. And so what really is distinctive is, is one of the partners operating said vehicle or are they both just engaging in the sexual encounter in the vehicle? So let's break it down like that, right? So now that we understand like car sex, the idea of what it is and all that good stuff, we know the difference between like a roadhead scenario versus like just parking said car. Why are people having car sex? Like why, why are we doing this? Um, so let's jump right in that first off. It's fucking spicy. <laughs> it's hot. It's fun. It's risky. It's adventurous. It, it gives you an adrenaline rush. And that doesn't mean even when you're operating the car, like even if you are not driving and you're being safe and just having a parked car moment, girl, it's still fun. And it's risky because like, you know, you're in a car and you're not in your bedroom and it's, you know, you have to like maneuver differently and you got to move your body differently and you got to get creative and like, the windows get steamy and it just, it just adds a whole nother level to it. Like it's a whole nother experience of sex, right? The next is privacy reasons. Like just to be pretty fucking brutally honest and blunt, like some people just can't do it at home. So especially as an LGBTQ person, I mean, one of the biggest reasons is like maybe the person you're with or maybe you aren't out. And so you don't have a bedroom where you can actually just bring someone of the same sex to your house and just have fun like you're gonna have to like get a little creative and so like car sex is great for that um it could also be maybe you're being a little sneaky snake maybe you know maybe you're not really supposed to be seeing someone like maybe you got a partner and you're like you know you're playing the field which like 
rude i can't even get one boyfriend so why should people get two but yeah you know what i mean like maybe that's why you're doing it or it could simply just be like though you're out there's just not privacy in your home so like a great example with me was like when i was like visiting in college or even during my senior year of high school when i was 18 if i wanted to have like a little you know hookup moment I lived with mom and our walls were thin. Like <laughs> she's a homegirl, like Mama K, she's 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 cool, but I still don't want her here to hear. I don't want my mom hearing me getting railed. Like you know what I mean? Like let's just be real with each other. No one wants that. So like it could just be privacy and so on and so forth. So story time, of course, let's talk a little bit about me because uh, I love talking about myself, but I also have a lot of really funny car stories. So, like, we're talking about this idea of, like, why would you have sex in a car? So, one of my favorite examples of car sex was when I was a freshman in college and I was home on winter break. When I was home, I would stay with my mom in our childhood home. And we had a very old house, like, very, very old. My mom had grown up and it was her childhood home. And (laughs) the walls were thin, but the floors were thinner. And, like, my bedroom was on the second floor. It was one of two bedrooms upstairs. And you could actually see through said floor. Like, there was a hole in one of the planks and you could see into the living room. So when I'm telling you these floors were thin and it just made things, you know, challenging. So this guy, I talked to him on and off so much. He was one of my casual hookups. Um, And it wasn't that casual because I caught feelings and I'm still salty about it, but it's fine. It's fine. He broke my little 17, 18 year old heart multiple times. And then I just started having sex with him whenever we were both in our little dinky hometown because we both didn't live there full time. And it totally left damage. But that is a whole nother podcast episode. Back to the story today, y'all. So anyways, I'm meeting up with my link that I normally do. And we had had sex before. Like, it wasn't our first time having sex. And I had used one of his parents' houses because he had divorced parents. And when one of the parents went out on, like, a weekend trip or something, he was like, hey, we can go to said parents' house. And so when we had had sex, it was good it was good sex it was one of probably my favorite experiences ever even to this day um but i did end up like getting like i don't know ripped like it was intense like it was very passionate rough sex so i knew that there was no possible way i could bring this man back to my house and comfortably ever look my mom in the face again you know what i mean like how am i supposed to have sex like that in my childhood bedroom, in my childhood house with my mother who can definitely hear anything that happens. So I was like, it was a no brainer. There's no way we're going back to my place. And same thing goes for him. We're like, he didn't want to go back to his. He didn't feel comfortable with that sense, whatever he had his own reasons. So the only way that we were going to be able to actually do it was if we did it in the car. And so that's what we did. I'm going to pause that story. We're going to jump back into the content and we're going to come back to the story in just one moment. Don't you worry. I'm going to get really into that detail. So let's talk about some tips for having car sex because I didn't have any. I had zero tips. I just went in with passion and and praying to God. (laughs) I was like, dear God, please don't let the police find out that I'm having sex in a car. 
in maybe a location that would be illegal to have said sex in said car. Um, and yeah, it would just was, you know, I didn't know what I should and shouldn't do. So I'm going to give y'all some tips so that if you're going to end up having car sex, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll not make amateur mistakes. Maybe you won't end up almost getting concussions. You know, you won't have burnt knees, which we're going to get all into. Don't you worry. So tips on car sex. First thing is first. Use a big enough car. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. Get the biggest car you can. Like, if you are going to have sex with someone, you ask what kind of car that they have. And if their car is bigger than yours, you say, we are taking your car. Um, I had a Ford Focus in high school. I was also 5'11". And the man that I had been seeing was 6'2". And I had a Ford Focus. <laughs> Needless to say, my head was slammed into the roof of that Ford Focus so hard that I'm sure, I am sure it did permanent damage. But you know what? I did not let that phase me. I did not let it phase me. I, had, I was on one mission. I had one mission during that winter break, and that was to literally get railed by this man as much as I could while home. And I did that in my Ford Focus. Next is where do you park the car? And my answer is park somewhere safe. Um, I am not here to tell you to do things that are illegal, you know. Public sex is technically illegal, y'all. And by technically, I mean, like, absolutely, um, it is illegal. So with that being said, you know, parking your car in a public space is illegal. So don't do that. <laughs> um, talk about places where you could park your car that aren't going to be illegal, right? So, like, one of, like, the safest bets is if you can stay in your own driveway or in your own, like, property. So if you live somewhere where you have, like, a lot of property and you have a vehicle that can go off-road and it's, like, not raining and it's not, like, terrible weather. Because, like, I live in Ohio, so, like, there are some months that, like, there's no way, even even if you do have a car that's meant to go off-road, I don't even trust it half the time. But, like, if you live somewhere where the weather's nice and you have enough property where you can go off-road and, like, it didn't rain recently, like, drive that freaking car somewhere on that property and you do what you need to do same idea with like if you got a big driveway and you know your family don't go anywhere late night you might as well just park at the end of the driveway like these are safe bets because like that's your property and like there is no legality to using that space to do whatever you want to do with it in that sense obviously if you live on a very busy road um <laughs> There might be some uh, conflicts of interest there and some issues with, like, parking the car at the end of the of the driveway and then, like, the road is there and everyone can see. So, like, it doesn't help those who live in a busy part of town. But if you don't and you got, you got a long enough driveway, end of driveway. Also, like, you can always just leave your car in your garage if you're just trying to do it for funsies and all that good stuff. And then... um places that are illegal that you might want to park your car but you probably shouldn't because they're illegal <clears throat> could be like you know like parks that don't have security or like big chain grocery shops that might start with the letter w 
and you could you could park there perhaps in the back of it and do that but that's all illegal so you shouldn't i'm gonna stop talking about like <laughs> where you should and shouldn't park your car and we're gonna move into like positions and tips on doing the do in the car right <laughs> so if the car has a big enough back seat that is my favorite place for car sex um i think it just works out the best so like the guy or top can like sit and like the bottom or gal can like climb on and like you know the rest just kind of happens you get where i'm going with it um and even in that like you can kind of try to do like a little bit of doggy in the back seat that kind of thing so like to me the back seat's big enough go for it um you can also just recline the front seats that works for some people too so if you recline like the driver's seat or the passenger seat all the way back some cars they go all the way into the back seat anyways and then it's kind of like loki having a twin bed um so that can work too so that's more for like your missionary or doggy once again um but that's what you got to know about this is like car sex it's, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be a little awkward. It's not going to be this magical, beautiful thing. I think a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows and a lot of like adult content on the internet will make you think that car sex is going to be this like really uber romantic thing and it's going to be super like chill and easy and fun and frisky and all this stuff. It's... um. You're going to hit your head. There's going to be awkward elbowing. <laughs> You're going to get real sweaty. It's going to get real like stinky. Um, <laughs> it's it's not the most ideal spot. It's not, you know, it's not a premium location to be, you know, doing the do. But it's fun. Like I said, it's a once in a lifetime thing you have to do. So one of my favorite car sex positions is if you're in a remote enough area or you're on your own property because it's legal, <laughs> you can actually use the back seat and do doggy out the door. So back to that one guy that I ended up having car sex with during my freshman year. First, we started in the back seat, right? So he, you know, straddled his legs, sat in the back, and like I climbed on. And after I slammed my head into the roof a few times and, you know, was literally just going through the pain of that, I tried, like, turning around and doing, like, reverse cowgirl and, like, going in between the two front seats. And that worked a little bit, but it just still was, like, a hard position to do the way that my Ford Focus was. Like, it's just a tiny car. Like, she couldn't she couldn't house a 6'2 man and a, a 5'11 man in the car and and doing that activity it just wasn't working for us um so finally he just said screw it and was like i will literally stand outside the back door and you just bend over this back seat and we will get this done and so that's what we did and it worked out perfect so like if you're like on like a little like camping trip in like a remote private space maybe consider that or if you know, you don't have neighbors and you have a lot of property, then like, yeah, like, don't be afraid to stand outside the car and take it over the seat. Because you know what? It worked for me. And I 
definitely appreciated that option for us um, because another warning about those positions like you can get hurt during car sex like you can sprain something pull something etc I ended up getting ripped that day by him again um, first off he ripped me the first time he's just gifted so like good for him um, but like we didn't have regular lube and the positions were super awkward and uncomfortable in the beginning that I ended up getting hurt and so, like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. But yeah, lots of regrets on that because I didn't have anyone to tell me how to have car sex. So <laughs> here I am. I'm doing the Lord's work, sharing my knowledge and wisdom with the youth, with the peoples. I'm giving the people what they want, <laughs> what they need, because they won't tell you any of this shit. No one tells you this shit, dude. Like, I, it's rough out here. It was brutal. I was just living for the moment and. And hanging on a, for dear life. And I, you know what? I survived. And another thing that, like, I wish someone would have told me about was, like, bring a blanket. Right? So I had this high school ex. And <laughs> like, both of our parents, like, my mom would come home after work around, like, 435. And his parents would get home around 435 as well. And so some days we would get out of school at three and we would have that time after school to do the things we needed and wanted to do. And that was great. And it was normally at my house because his parents had security cameras and they always reminded us that they had security cameras. So it was always at my house, to be honest. But some days we were both busy because, like, he was, like, an athlete and in all these clubs and stuff. And I was the same way. Like, I was in a bunch of clubs and extracurriculars. Like, we wouldn't be free until, like, five or six to hang out. And, of course, we would want to hang out because we were back in high school. And, like, there's nothing to do in small town Ohio. So, like, you kicked it with your, like, boo thing. Most people had one. And that's what you did. Um, so we got into the habit of having car sex because he had an SUV. So it worked. It just worked. It just worked out. You know what I mean? He had a big enough car because um, he was 6'4". <laughs> so like 6'4 in car sex is even rougher than 6'2 in car sex. But at least we had an SUV, right? Well, you know, not having any idea what I was doing, I ended up hurt multiple times with this man in this car. And one of my favorite times and least favorite times, <laughs> one of the most uncomfortable times was a time that I got covered in rug burn from this SUV. Yes, sir. Rug burn. Um, I had it on my hands. I had it on my knees. I had it on my ass because we didn't think to put a blanket down. Like it just never crossed our mind to be like, hmm, we should just leave a blanket in the car. So that when we put the seats down and it's all that really like shitty car fucking <laughs> carpet, which is like literal sandpaper, I won't have to be getting, I don't know, ruthlessly plowed into sandpaper carpet. <laughs> so, you know, I put on a thinking cap one day and went, hmm, maybe we put a blanket down. But yeah, it didn't happen until after, I don't know, I had to explain to my mother why my hands and my knees were covered in literal rug burn. So word to the wise, pro tip, have a blanket, put a blanket down, you'll thank yourself and you're welcome. You're welcome. The pain that I have gone through to share this wisdom with you all. So let's talk about it. What are, what are the final pros and cons of car sex? Obviously I've given you the good, I've given you the bad, I've given you the juicy, the sweaty, the stinky, all that stuff. So really what, what does it come down to? Well, the pros are this, it's hot, 
it's fun it's spicy i definitely think it's something you should try once or twice in your lifetime um just to spice it up just to make it fun it's one of the more innocent ways to like spice up your sex life obviously we talked about the you know legal complications around where the car is so like if you want to be super duper safe and what i would recommend of course for legal purposes is to do it in your own property so like stay in your garage um stay on your property uh do it you know at night where people can't see um nice and dark is always preferred that kind of stuff um if you have tinted windows <laughs> sorry to cut that if you have tinted windows even better but yeah the cons on the other hand so there are cons if you can't tell is that it's um, not the most comfortable thing in the world i'm gonna put rug burn on this list as well not fun not cute um concussions are also gonna make this list because i probably should have got tested after i slammed my head into my ford focus multiple times and honestly it does get really hot and stinky and sweaty which isn't for everyone so like if you're not into that that's definitely a con um because if you you don't want to like vent the windows because you're like you don't want the noise to go out the window but you also are like suffocating from the heat and steam that's being produced so you you need to crack a window it just you know it can be a little unsettling if it's not your thing so long story short those are the pros and the cons and i hope that you learned something about car sex and if you choose and decide to engage in it after hearing this podcast you don't end up like me with multiple injuries <laughs> with multiple injuries from car sex all right, y'all, we are going to move on to the next section of the podcast, which is the listener questions. Uh, so if you're new to this, I know, guys, and you're not new, you're like, Cody, shut up. We know. I'm going to say it again. You got to send me these questions on TikTok and on Instagram. My Instagram and TikTok is O-Cody, O-H-H-K-O-D-Y. You cannot miss me. I'm there. I'm living. I check every DM on Instagram on both the podcast and my personal. So either way you send it, I will see it. And yeah. Give me a follow on both of those, please and thank you. I love you guys. And then TikTok as well. Obviously, my content is getting a little more PG on there because the way the platform is changing. But you can still leave comments, and I will still try to answer them that way too. So go ahead and leave comments on my videos about questions you'd like. This week's questions, let's get into it. The first one is, how do you move on from someone when it's over and you don't feel like you got closure? This shit sucks. I'm just going to be 100% blunt with you there. It does. It sucks when something ends and you don't have proper closure. It's brutal. It really is. Because once you end it, there's really no way to guarantee you're ever going to talk to that person again, right? Like, you have to respect that it's over and that that normally means, like, there's no communication. Um, some people, obviously, they'll talk with their exes, you know, days, weeks, months, years after <laughs> they've broken up. But for others, like, that is it. Like, the moment that it is decided it's done, they are done communicating. Like, you pass off, maybe, you maybe pass off the possessions and you cut all ties of communication and move on with your life. And to me, I think that's a really healthy approach because at the end of the day, no matter what kind of breakup you're going through, you're going to go through motions. Um, and the space is just healthy at least in my experience like i've enjoyed having space from my ex and and not having that communication and not seeing them and not hearing from them 
that's just how I move on. It's like, and it's kind of like ghosting them. Like they're just dead to me. And that's how I start to move on. And when I say ghosting and they're dead to me, I don't mean like, I'm not thinking about them. Of course I am. Especially if I cared, like when you love someone, no matter how bad it gets or whatever happens, you're still going to have these emotions. You have to process. So like, to me, having that ghost mentality of, like, I don't communicate to them, I don't check up on them, they don't check in on me, we're not talking, we're not seeing each other on social media, like, that works really well for me. But when you don't have closure, like, when you feel like you didn't get to have that that peace you needed from it, my best advice is this. The closure is that it's over. And that's hard to accept, but it's the truth. The closure is that it's over. And though you might want and feel the need to have another conversation, you don't need it. You don't at all. I would say your best bet is, and it sounds really cheesy, so don't judge me, but like journal about it. Seriously, like write a letter to your ex of all the things you want to say to them, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then crumple that ball up and throw it away because that's it. You you said what you needed to say. You put the energy out of the universe. You've accepted that this is what you wanted to say to them. And at the end of the day, they don't need to hear it anymore. They don't. Because they are no longer part of your life. Whether you chose them not to be there or they chose to not be there, they're just not there anymore. So it's what you need to do for you. So having that moment to to have that conversation with yourself, feel like you are talking to them, and then letting it go, that is the best thing you can do. There are many nights where I would write in my little notepad, even on my phone, and just be like going off about all the things I wish I could have said to my ex. And, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly about how terrible they were to me or how amazing they were to me and about how I wish things were different, blah, blah, blah. And I would write out these beautiful novels. And like, yeah, it would be great to text that to my ex. But they don't they don't need that and I don't need that and we don't need each other. And so to me, that text, writing it out is all I need. And then I delete it and then I move on. It just makes life easier and it's hard and it's never going to be easy. And I hope that something out of that can help you. But yeah, it's brutal when there's not closure and you feel like there's things left unsaid, but it's all about your own personal healing after that. So I hope that something helped. I hope something resonated with you and that you can move forward. The next question on a little more of a lighter note is when is the appropriate time to go public on social media? And this was something that no one ever told me either. So I'm so happy someone asked because yeah, I looked like a clown in a lot of my relationships because I would go public very early and then get my heart broken. And then everyone's like, what happened to your boyfriend? I was like, you know, we dated for a month and now it's over. <laughs> so my advice about when is it appropriate to go public on social media? I think it depends on what part of social media you're talking about, right? So if I'm just seeing someone, like they're not going anywhere. Like to me, I'm not posting them on shit. Like, especially not the first two to three months now. I've learned that lesson. I like to ride out the first two to three months to make sure, like, they're even worth, like, considering putting on my social media and, like, introducing them to, like, the people who who pay attention to me on social media. Because, like, one, I have this following. I have all you friends who are here who are interested in my life. 
but two, like, all of my friends and family would, like, laugh because I am such a clown and, like, I would fall in love with someone in, like, two to three months and then we would be done in, like, five months anyway. So, like, what was the point? And then I just look embarrassed the whole time and I just hate it. So, to me, I've learned, like, slow and steady wins the race social media. After, like, the two to three months period, I think things, like, non-permanent installments are great. <laughs> so, what I mean about that is, like, I don't think you should post an actual post of them on your Instagram. But you're going to show them in your story once in a while. Like, if you go on a nice date and you want to, like, take a picture where you can, like, see them either, like, their hand at dinner or, like, see them at dinner. I think that's cool. Um, because at the end of the day, like, that could just be your friend. Like, that could just be someone you're kicking it with. Like, you just went to dinner with a bud or a pal or, you know, a girl just for fun. Like, it doesn't determine anything serious like no one can assume that you're like in this great crazy relationship or anything like you're just simply at dinner with someone and then after like a six month to one year area is when I think it's more appropriate to start doing like a post but no one likes watching someone's Instagram turn into a couple page I'm sorry it's the truth and I talked about this with a couple of my like hot girl friends this past weekend about how like they all have boyfriends, and whenever they post pictures with their boyfriends, the likes engagement just go right down. It plummets. Like, we all love seeing people happy, and I do think you should show off your partner. I think it's important that, like, your partner feels like they are being shown off on social media. But I also think that, like, at the end of the day, your social media page is your social media page. And if people are engaging and following you there, no matter if you're just doing it for funsies or not, they're probably there for you and less of your relationship, unless you are some famous like Instagram couple, because those exist and that's cool and that's Gucci. Um, and if you're happily like married, then yeah, of course, every picture can be you and your husband, wife, partner. I don't care. Um, that makes sense. You're married. Congratulations. But if you're single... Are you have been dating this person for a year? Are you been dating this person for three and you guys are not engaged and you guys are not married? And maybe once every two months should there be a post of you and your partner. I don't I don't need to see every week a post of you and your partner. I would like to see what you're doing probably because if I wanted to see your partner, I would follow them. And odds are I don't follow your partner. I follow you. So... That's my opinion, harsh or not. Super sorry if that hurt your feelings or if anyone's offended. Um, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just some person on the internet with an opinion. So, and a microphone. <laughs> like, really, my opinion, not that valuable. But that's how I feel about it. That's my new approach is, like, going slow and steady. No, no installments of partners <laughs> for at least three to six months, if not longer at this point. Um, but I also have that special mentality now where it's like, I do have y'all who like to see what's going on in my life. So like for me to now introduce a man, I want to make sure that it's something actually serious from now on. Um, and yeah, that's my, that's my approach to it. 
for the sake of time, this episode is going super duper over. I had so much to tell you about car sex. So we are just going to stick with two questions. Normally do two to three, as you guys know. But let's just end the question section there. And we will continue next week with more questions. A quick little shameless plug. Just a little one. Just a tiny little shameless plug. I need you guys to like, subscribe, download, share, post about it. All the good stuff that I always hound you about. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, like, I'm a Spotify gal myself. So, like, I still would love for you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review since Spotify doesn't have that function yet. Um, please leave a five-star rating. Um, and, yeah, if you tag me on social media, I will share that you tagged me. It means the world, and it helps continue to get more people to the podcast so thank you all so much for everything that you do i had a blast this weekend i hope that you become a backseat rider i can't wait to have our little girl gang in the backseat you know driving our cars going vroom vroom play some charlie xcx while you do it whatever you need girl and i will see you all next week fuckers have a great fucking week bye y'all